Oh, my. 
Amen. Let us pray. Father, we are so grateful to you for your being mindful of us. And you answer all our prayers. And you fight all our battles. Even Lord Jesus, we don't have enough words to thank you for thy great works. But Lord, we pray that we, you give us grace to live a life that is fully consecrated. Take all the world out of us and take full preeminence of us. Father, Lord, even tonight, may you speak to us and may you hasten those that are coming that they will join us and not miss in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I praise God. So let us open our Bibles. Uh, Revelation chapter 2 verse 14. But I have a few things against thee because thou hast there they, them that hold the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans which thing I hate. Be re repent or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the, the, the word of my, of my mouth. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, is saving he that re receiveth it. Kubangolinea Erandi muwa ejinje jeru era kujinja kuandikidwa kerinya erija omuntu yenaya tamanyi wabula awewa you may be seated musobola kutulako uh, on sunday we looked at these two spirits kusande twala tunulia kumtatunulia kuyoji nebiri that troubled the church ejata wanyi kanisa these are uh, the Antichrist spirit in these two spirits. We saw the spirit of the Nicolaitans. On Sunday we looked at that exhaustively. In the two services. And now we are going to look at the spirit of Balaam. You see, said, thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel. To eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. Amen. Amen. 
now you just can't have a Nicolaitan set up in the church and not have this other doctrine come in too. Those who are around you already know what it means. doctrine, what it means. You see, if you take away the word of God and the moving of the spirit as the means of worship, they that worship me in brackets must worship me in spirit and in truth. Then you will have to give the people another form of worship as a substitute. And substitution spells balamism. We saw that the doctrine of Nicolaitan Nicolaitan comes from the word from two Greek words Nikao Nikao Leo or Leos Leos uh, that uh, defines or when defined it means conquering the late. So the clergy they conquered the laity when they took away the leading of the Holy Spirit. They took away their freedom in the Spirit to worship God in spirit and truth to access and they put an Old Testament kind of priesthood where man uh, stood between God and man uh, that man could not access God direct he needed these uh, uh, these trained priests and, uh, and also with uh, Brother Bram said God in his way he has never uh, used a system of trained I mean uh, God sent I mean he has never used a group of men sent by men 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 are called by men. Men trained by men. Men ordained by men. But a true minister is a God called minister. God ordained. God inspired. God sent. God equipped. That's a true minister. And he works to please his creator. The one who sent him. But the Nicolaitan system. It's men sent. Men ordained. Men, 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 men. And then from there. They build, they build levels. Levels of authority. A hierarchy. 
from the first ones then, then there is another one above us and then uh, we saw how they uh, misinterpreted the idea of uh, of uh, uh, elders in the book of Acts and bishops and made it to mean a bishop is one with extended authority about the local church and has authority over many many churches and Many local elders. And then that was a platform for them to add other steps like now Bishop, then Archbishop. And then Archbishop, Cardinal. And then above Papa. Amen. Amen. And there, that was now the headship of the church. Jesus was completely put aside. And his word, it was entirely the clergy that set up of man headership. That is now conquering the laity. And uh, the laity is not expected to be really holy. It is these men that are supposed to be holy. To speak for them to God. You say that is Nicolaitan. Conquering the late. It is under their thought, under their guide, under their power. They have no power to question reference. Where is this in the Bible? No, it is decided by the by the, by the vicarious Philidays. So the church is already conquered. The conquered. And I believe although we don't go by the name of Protestants but I believe we are the only remaining Protestants in the earth because Pentecostals no longer preach the gospel that disarm religions that disarm religions that disarm religions that, that tear their lives a piece apart they no longer amen but I remember when I was in Kabale maybe the pastor of Kabale called me just at his place Ahamurwa, where he lives and where he is. His first church. When we left, he baptized seven souls. But remember, that's a place where no one turned to the prayer. To, to, to the, to the, to the, to the uh, altar call. But the other place, seven turned up 
But in one of the places, uh, when I was preaching, I told them, Jesus said, Yes, we are gamba. I read a scripture. We are justified by faith. So I, I explained what justification means. Now faith in what? Faith in the finished work at Calvary. By that you are justified. By your faith. Not by sacraments. Then I came to, the rep to repentance. I told them. You don't need to repent to another man to forgive you or to, to forward your repentance to Jesus said, where two or three shall be gathered in my name, in their midst I obey. I told the people right now, he is here with us. Because we are not gathered here in the name of politics, but we are gathered here in the name of the Lord Jesus. Therefore, he is here. If you are sick, if you have a problem, if you want to repent, you, 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 you have sins, you want to get rid of them, repent to him because he's here. Amen. Amen. Then I told them, never repent again to a priest. That was very strong. It's not biblical. But with the Nicolaitan system conquering the later, this is a holy man you have to confess to to forgive you or to forward your forgiveness. Whatever they mean by that. I don't know whether he is but, but uh, they mean they have power to forgive. But you should repent direct to God. So all that is Nicolaitanism. But now let us look at now the doctrine of Balaam. You say now you just can't have a Nicolaitan set up in the church. This other doctrine come into. You see, if you take away the word of God and the moving of the Spirit as means of worship, they, they that worship, worship me must be worship me, must worship me in spirit and truth. Then you'll have to give the people another form of worship. And that substitution spells Balamism. When you take away, when you take away uh, the spirit, people worshiping the spirit. People. Uh, getting filled with the Holy Spirit being led by the Holy Spirit having a personal affection with God and worshiping the Spirit and then in obedience and following God's word when you take away that you have to find a substitute and that substitute 
is Balamism. We will see that Balam. Now we shall continue and understand what that is. If we are going to understand what the doctrine of Balam is, in the New Testament church, we had better go back and see what it was in the Old Testament. Apply that third age and then bring it up to the present. The story is found in Numbers 22 through 25. Now he, he says, uh, we know that Israel was the chosen people of God. They were the Pentecostals of their day. They had taken refuge under the blood. They had all been baptized in the Red Sea. And they came out through singing in the spirit. Dancing under the energy of the Holy Ghost. While, while Miriam the prophetess played the tambourine. Well, after a certain time of journeying. The children of Israel came to Moab. So I want to take it from the aunt, uh, and, and, and remind ourselves the story. But first of all, uh, we see Israel was a Pentecostal church of that time. We are not talking about Pentecostal denomination. When we come to Pentecost, we are the true Pentecostals. We are the original Pentecostals. Because we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in worshiping in the Spirit. We believe in singing and shouting and praying. Praying the Spirit. Praying uh, the Holy Spirit interceding through you. You know, praying until the Spirit takes over. We believe in gifts of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the power of God to perform miracles. Saints, wonders, miracles. We believe that. We believe all the apostolic gifts to be among the people. By the way, we believe every believer has a spiritual gift. We believe that if you don't know what your gift is, it's because you're not yet filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, you have not yielded to the Spirit enough. But everyone has a spirit and and you're born with that gift. But it takes the anointing of the Holy Spirit to bring it to work. Amen. We are a Pentecostal church. We don't believe in formal worship. Worshiping formally. In a formal, cold form. We believe in worshiping in the spirit with the, with the exuberance. 
Amen. That's what we believe. Look at Miriam. After they crossed the Red Sea, the Bible says she picked an instrument and sang and they danced and they all shouted and the rest of the women followed her worshipping and praising God. That is Pentecost. Now, as they continued, they came to the land of Moab. And Moab had its, his, its king by the name of Balak. And in that same kingdom, there was a prophet by the, name, by the name of Balaam. And uh, when Balak heard these people were coming, he hired Balaam to come and cast them. He sent messengers to Balaam the He sent a message to him. We know God is using you. And we know that whatever you cast, guess cast and whatever you bless gets blessed therefore come and cast for me these people because every time every country they pass they are like grasshoppers come and cast them for, for us you see their spirit is a spirit of cursing you either join them you either join them or they will curse you or they will seek to destroy you. Now, when the messengers came to Balak they told him, they gave him the message of Balak Balak, Balaam said I will ask God what his will is about this. Stay here I will give you a message. He went to pray to consult God in the night. God spoke to him. Now there is a very important great mystery here. Especially in these last days. We know that we are one in the last days that there shall be false prophets and false Christ and they also will perform miracles. You see now the, uh, the, the seed of it in the Old Testament we are seeing it here. We are seeing a man in the wrong church because the right church was Israel. They were the children of promise. They were the chosen of God. They were the family of God. And God was moving with them. But now this is a man in another church the church of Moab call it denomination and he also he speaks to God and God speaks to him he blesses and and people get blessed the Bible says the prophets of God they also cast people and blessed no we are not given the spirit of blessing and cursing but this one, he can bless. 
He can curse. And he can also consult God. And God will speak to him. He will give him his will. This is a real prophet. But a prophet in the denomination. Prophet in the wrong church. That is something we learned there. And also... Uh, you see, he went to approach God and God told him uh, don't go because those are my people. You can't curse what I have blessed. He came and told them God has told me not to go with you because that's a wrong mission those are God's people they can curse what God has blessed so the messengers returned the message to the king and when he was given the message he was kind of disappointed oh why 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 couldn't he come with me? These people must be cast. Maybe when I promise him a lot of money, a lot of wealth, a lot of honor, he will come. He sent others uh, messengers again. Go with this promise. And a lot of gifts. That even if it means dividing my kingdom in two and sharing him. I am ready to do that. But let him come and cast him. And Balaam. Balaam. When he was told that. And shown the gifts. He went back. To God. To pray again. He told them stay here. I go and inquire again. From the Lord. From there brother Branham preached a message. That he called. Does God change his mind. About his does God change his mind about his word? Can God change his word? Does God change his mind about his word? Amen. Amen. Can, does God change his mind? In other words, God had already spoke to Balaam. And he had already given him his mind. And his word. But now he's coming again to see whether God can change. You see? That's where the problem is. When God has said this, that's what he has said. There is no amount of persuasion. No amount of gifts that can change a true man of God. No persecution. No persuasion. No gifts. No honor offered that can make a real man of God to change his mind about what God has said. Amen. Amen. 
So to go back to God was his first mistake. He ought have known that God cannot change his mind about his word. So when he went to God, God told him, Okay, fine. Go. Genda. Bye. Be sure that you say only what I tell you. Amen. Amen. Now, Kati. that second commission, which was a change of uh, the original, is permissive will. And permissive will has consequences. Amen. Permissive will in the Bible has consequences. What is, what is permissive will? There are two wills of God. The original and then permissive. Permissive is after you have insisted and insisted and insisted and insisted. Then you can, okay. He just permits I always compare it with a kid playing with a razor. And the parent who tried to get it from her. Baby, Junior, go. Junior, oh, give me this. Give it to me. And you know, if you insist. You will, it will be disastrous. So you leave it with the child. But no, it's, it's not even. It's not safe. So that is permissive. Amen. Amen. So anytime you do go, you do permissive will. It will never go unpunished. There are consequences. Amen. 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 I'll give you an example. Adam took a permissive will. Adam That's why we are dying today. Abraham took a, did a permissive will. He produced an Ishmael. That's why there is sterilism today. So that's what permissive will means. Now, Balaam was told, okay, go. But that was contrary to the will of God. So that go was a permissive will. So he goes with them. As he's going on the way, he meets a, an angel. Comes, stands on his way with a stretched sword to slay. And he was so blind. Brother Branham said he was blinded because of money. Actually, even the Bible said, I'm going to read some scriptures about what the Bible says in the New Testament about that prophet. He was blamed by success, by money, by the prophets, by the wages of unrighteousness. 
Until, uh, you could not see the angel and the donkey could see the angel and it resisted it stopped and he tried to push it to harass it to harass it couldn't it turned, the more he pushed it, it turned towards the, the wall and crushed his foot. And then he spoke. I've always been faithful to you. Have I ever disappointed you? But yes, there is danger. And then now, he, when he observed, there was an angel. Now, look at scripture. The, maybe you can write them down if you so wish. Second uh, Peter chapter 2. Uh, verse 15 says, We have forsaken the, light, the, the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosa. Who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb are speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. So here... The Apostle Paul was no. rebuking those who err from truth. Then Jude chapter 1 verse 11 Say, Warn to them for they have gone into the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward and perish in the gain sending of Korah. You see, and ran greedily after the era of Balaam for reward. Oh friends, we have many like that today. They will turn from truth because of reward. Amen. So let us continue on here. The prophet here said, So Balaam went widely down the road until an angel from God stood in his way. So went widely, widely. But the prophet, but the prophet, in brackets, bishop. Cardinal, chairman, president, Genovasia was so blinded spiritual things by the thought of honor and glory and money that he could not see the angel standing with a drawn sword. There he stood to block the mad prophet. The little donkey saw him and dodged back 
and forth until he finally crushed Balaam's foot against the stone wall. The earth stopped and would not go on. He could not. So Balaam jumped off and began to beat him. The donkey then began to talk to Balaam. God let the dog speak in a tongue. That donkey was no hybrid. He was original seed. He said to the blinded prophet, Am I not your donkey? And have I, have I, and I carried you faithfully? Balaam replied, Yes. Balaam yes, so and have carried me faithfully. And if I can't get you going, I'm going to kill you. Wow, what's this? Talking to a donkey. That's when I thought I heard the donkey talking and I was answering it back. God has always spoken in, in a tongue. He spoke at Belshazzar's feast at Pentecost. He is doing it again today. It's a warning of soon coming judgment. Then the angel was made visible to Balaam. Balaam. He told Balaam that except the donkey he would except for the donkey he would be dead even now for tempting God. But when Balaam promised to go back, he was sent on with the admonition to say only what God gave him. So Balaam went down, set up seven altars for the seven beasts of sacrifice. For, for the seven... Uh, for the seven altars for the clean beasts of sacrifice. He killed a ram, signifying the coming of the Messiah. He knew what to do to approach God. He had the mechanics just right. But not the dynamics. Same as now. Can't you see it, Nicolaitan? There was Israel down there in the valley. Offering the same sacrifice. Doing the same thing. But only one had the signs following. Only one had God in their midst. You see? Now, you see, you know that. The sacrifice of Balaam and the way he gave it was done according to the word. And that is the very way that Israel was doing. So the kind of believers can 
preach the same doctrines. They can have the dynamics. Amen. I mean the mechanics. Somewhere with the true believer. But the true believer will have the dynamics upon his mechanics. Look at Israel. Uh, in their midst. There was supernatural light. The pillar of fire. That uh, brightened their path in Buli, the night. And during the day, a cloud of glory, supernatural, that is everywhere they went. In Moab, it was not there. They had the smitten rock. And that rock was Christ. The when they were thirsty, God tells Moses, speak to the rock. And he will give his word. That was not in the other camp. In the other church, that supernatural rock was not there. They had divine healing. When God told Moses, make a serpent of brass and raise it on a pole. That whoever will look at it, if he's sick, he's been a serpent, he will be healed. That one, they didn't have it. They had the shout of the king. In Moab, it was not there. In Moab, they were formal. They had formal dead rituals. But here, was a living manifestation of the living God. What a difference. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Balak was, uh, you see now, they gave them, uh, they, he asked for Balak to make, to give him the materials for the sacrifice. He made the sacrifice and the spirit of God came down and the prophets, the prophecy was, the prophecy came, came <inaudible> forth <inaudible> and the prophecy was very good for Israel. Instead them, he asked him, Balak asked Balaam, I told you these people and you are blessing them. He said, but that's what God has said. Maybe let us try again. They provided the items. It was some curse. And the third time, the Bible said, Balak smote his hands. He said, I call you to curse my people. And you are just blessing them. And Balaam said, but that's I told you I would say what God To that level, you can think Balaam is a good prophet. But it is this way in the New Testament in Revelation 
that it reveals what he did thereafter. Because the Bible says he cast a stumbling block before the children of he taught Balak. How to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel? To eat things sacrificed unto idols and commit fornication. Then we go back in the Old Testament in the book of Numbers and you see, we see where that was done. We see after Balak and Balaam plan which ended like it has failed in the next chapters we see Israel being invited to the feast of Baal they told them, you know, we are brothers. And truly, they were cast. Therefore, come and join us in this feast that we feast together. So they invited them. And there in the feast of Baal there was a great display of immorality. That the children of Israel started committing fornication with the Balaam girls, I mean with the Moab girls, until the wrath of God came down and the, and the plague spread in the camp and started killing them one by one and it's uh, is it 30,000 or 20 something thousand that, were, that died because of the plague that came as a result of and also because of worshipping idols and eating foods until you know how what stayed the wrath of God was a brother who took it in his hands and he followed a Moabite girl following with, with an Israeli boy with a Moabite He found where they lay and he threw his javelin and he passed through the boy, through the, through the man, through the woman. And they died there. And God was pleased that Phenichas has taken his vengeance. And then his wrath was dead. But after so many tens of thousands perishing. And now the Bible revealed to us in the New Testament who made that plan. It was Balak. Sorry, it was who taught Balak. To lay a stumbling block before the children of Israel. So, the Bible tells us that here in the third church age, there were those who did that. So, that's what we want to see what it is in the New Testament. How, old, how, how does the same situation repeat in the New Testament? Now let me start by reading here. Then we go step by step. God didn't have any respect for those Nicolaitans with their PhDs. 
Katunateyasa wachitiwa manikula itawo ne PhD zawe. And L and LOD, LLDs and DDs. Nes LLDs ne DDs. And all the fine organizations are the best that man could boast. But he did have rest. He did have respect unto Israel, for they had the word vindicated among them. Certainly, Israel didn't look too polished up. But having come out of Egypt in in a precipitous flight but she was a blessed people anyway oh she had ever known for 300 years was herding tending fields and slaving Away in fear of death and the Egyptians. But she was free now. She was a blessed people. The sovereign of God. Certainly Moab looked down on them. All the other nations did too. Organization always looks down on the unorganized and either will by determination bring them into organization or destroy them when they won't come. Now, someone might ask me, Brother Branham, what makes you think that Moab was organized while Israel was not? Where do you get that idea? I get right. I get it right here in the Bible. It is all typed here. Everything written in the Old Testament that is that it is in story form is written for our admonition. So that we can learn from it. Here it is right in Numbers 23 verse 9. It says from the top of the rocks I see him. And from the hills I behold him. Lo! The people shall dwell alone and shall not be reckoned among the nations. There it is. Go looking down from the top of the rocks. Not in some valley looking for their bad points. And condemning them. God sing them the way he wanted to see them. From the height of love and mercy. They dwelt alone. And they weren't organized. They didn't have a king. They had no, no, they had a prophet. And the prophet had, and 
and the had God in him by the Spirit. And the word came to the prophet. And the word went to the prophet. They didn't belong to UN. They didn't belong to the World Council of Church. The Presbyterian group. They didn't need to belong. They were joined to God. They didn't need counsel from any counsel. They had that says the Lord. In their midst. They dwelt alone. They didn't belong to they were not in a confederation. Now in spite of the fact that Balaam knew the proper upright to God and could bring forth a revelation from the Lord by means of a special individual power. He was still for all that a bishop in the first group. For what he did do now in order to win favor with Balak. He formulated a plan wherein God would be forced to deal with Israel in death. Just, just as Satan knew that he could beguile Eve. Cause her to fall in a fleshly sin. Thus causing God to pass his pronounced sentence of death against sin. So Balaam knew that if he could get Israel to sin, God would have to deal with them in, in death. So he planned a way to get them to come over and join in sin. He sent out invitations to come to the Feast of Balpeol. Come over with us. Now Israel no doubt had seen the Feast of the Egyptians so they did not fail so they did not feel it was too wrong to go and just look on and perhaps eat with the people. What is wrong with fellowship anyway? We are supposed to love them. Aren't we? How can we win them? Being friendly never hurt anyone. Oh, so they thought. But when those sexy Moabitish women began to dance and, and dress well, they whirled around. Doing their rock and roll and twist. The last rose up in the Israelites. And they were drawn into adultery. And God in wrath threw 42,000 of them. And that is what Constantine and his 
successors did at Nisia. Irecho Constantine inaba muskira chivakola kachiko kenisia. Form won't get you. Amen. Amen. I think now you are see, we are entering into the type of it. Uh, in the New Testament. There that was a type. Amen. Yeah. And uh, in Nisia and after and his successor his successors did at Nisia and after Nisia. They invited the people of God to the convention. And when the church sat down to eat and rose up to play, partaking of church form ceremonies and pagan feasts named after Christian rites. She was trapped. She had committed fornication and God walked out. When any man turns from the word of God and joins a church instead of receiving the Holy Spirit, that man dies. Dead. That is what it is. Don't join a church. Don't get organization. And get taken up with creeds and tradition or anything that takes the place of the word. It's all over. You are dead. A separated from God. That is what has happened in every age since. God delivers the people. They come out by the blood. Sanctified by the word. Walk through the waters of baptism. And get filled with the Holy Spirit. But after a while, the first love cools off. And, and someone gets the idea that they ought to organize in order to preserve themselves and make a name for themselves. And they organize themselves right back in the second generation and comes even before them. Before then. And sometimes even before then. They no longer have the spirit of God. Just a form of worship. They are dead. They have hybrid hybridized themselves with creed and form there is no life in them. So Balaam got Israel to commit fornication. Do you know what physical fornication is the very same spirit that lies in organized, in organized religion? I say that the spirit of fornication is the same spirit is the spirit of organization. 
and all fornicators will have their place in the lake of fire. That is what God thinks of organization. Yes, sir. Yes, the whore and her daughters will be in the lake of fire. Denominations are not of God. They never have been and never will be. It's a wrong spirit that separates the people of God into hierarchy and laity. And it's therefore a wrong spirit that separates the people from the people. That's what organization and denominations do. In organizing they themselves separate, separate themselves from the word of God. And bring themselves into spiritual adultery. Now notice that Constantine gave special feasts unto the people. They were the old pagan feasts with new names taken from the church. In some cases, Christian rites were taken and abused with pagan ceremonies. Jadi wane jivu maganyi ziwa Nejitua, nejitua liwa, nejiko sewa he took the worship of the sun god and changed it to the son of god instead of celebrating 21st which is when they used to celebrate the feast to the sun god they put it up to december 25th and call it the sun of God's birthday. But we know that he was born in April. When life comes forth. Not in December. And they took the feast of Astati and called it the Easter celebration wherein creation is supposed to celebrate the death and resurrection of the Lord. Actually it was a pagan actually it was a pagan feast to Astat. They place altars in the church. They put in images. They gave the people what they called the Apostles' Creed. Though you can't find it in the Bible. Who knows the Apostles' Prayer? Or the Apostles' Creed? Who knows it? I believe in one God, the Father, the Son of God, the Creator of heaven and the universe. 
Pato mizawa katu mtozwe gunensi. Ne Yesu Kristo. And in Jesus Christ is son of Mary. Omana we. The one. The... Uh -huh. Holy Mary who was uh -huh. conceived by the Holy Spirit without knowing a man I believe in the Holy Catholic Church and Mary who conceived in the Reign of Pontius Pilate. He was he died and was buried and he went to hell and he raised from the dead and ascended into heaven. He seated on the right hand of God the Father. You come down to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church of all people that spreads all over. Now, where are the apostles, brother, that I believe in the Holy Catholic Church? The apostles. So it's not biblical. I left that system about 27 years now. But I still remember those words. Do you see how they nail their creeds in young children? And they get into their, their bone marrows. Apostles Creed. Now, where did the apostles Where is it in the Bible? And how can the apostles say that I believe in the Holy Catholic Church of all men? So, no Rachel. They taught the people the people ancestor worship, thereby making the Roman Catholic Church. The greatest spiritistic church in the world. By Giza, Abanto Cosinza Mubafa, Ocosina Vaita Mubaf, Ocosinza Jabaf, Ocoguita Majajabafa, Mukore, Chenavula, Ecclesia Erom, and Catulici, Ocubera, Obusamis, Ecanise, and Samize, Obufumo, Cachacasins, Obufumo, which are sins, Brother Branham, almost to Yambuza, Yamubuza. Someone asked Brother Branham, what do you say about the Catholic Church? He told him, it is the highest level of spiritualism that is above all levels in the whole world. It is spiritualism. And he said, whatever, whichever thing that prays going through the ancestors, proclaiming their names, it calls upon the ancestors, it is spiritualism. Amen. Amen. Every foul bird was, that, was in that cage. And you have the Protestants with their own organizations doing the same thing. So let us handle this little part of the new The acting sacrifice to idols. Now, I don't say that this really means they were literally eating meat sacrifice to idols. For though the council of Jerusalem had spoken against such, you understand that scripture? When uh, 
they start to talk about balancing things for the Gentiles. They say, let us tell them only not to eat food, meat, sacrifice to idols. And the strangers. And this and that. For though the council of Jerusalem had spoken against that, but Paul did not make much of it as he said, the idols were nothing. It was just a matter of conscience except where it offered Offended a weaker brother, and then it was not allowed. That is where it is. Paul says, An idol is nothing, it is just an idol because there is only one God. In other words, this is just an idol. Now, if someone has offered the to an idol, no, this is just clay. Now, you just sanctify it with prayer. Eat it. But if it offends the conscience of a weaker brother in faith there you, you are not supposed to eat that meat because it will offend the in other words brother. if you go somewhere and the, the meat the food was offered unto the idols the only reason that may hinder you from eating it is because of a weaker brother who has wrong thoughts it. but you you just sanctify it with faith and you take it. That is where how Paul put it. And he was a messenger. Praise be to the Lord. Now there are people you find saying that it is wrong to eat meat on Christmas. That because such, that meat is sacrificed So that is meat sacrificed to the idols. Now that is being childish in the spirit. Amen. Obuto. So it could meet sacrifice sacrifice to, to idols. Is not really the meat. For though the council of Jerusalem has spoken against such possibility, uh -huh. now let us continue. It was just a matter of conscience, except where offered. Uh, offended a weaker brother and then it was not allowed. Furthermore, this revelation has to do with the Gentiles and not Jews. And uh, as these are Gentile churches, I see this in the same light I see the words of the Lord. 
Except you eat my flesh and drink my blood. You have life in you. Man shall not live by bread alone. But every word that proceeds out of the mouth. You can see that eating is actually partaking in a spiritual sense. Yeah, because Jesus says, except when a man eats my flesh. And then he tells them, Man shall only buy bread alone. You see? So it's not eating physically. Physical substance. But partaking the spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so when these people were bowing to the images lighting candles using pagan holidays confessing their sins to men all of which belong to the devil's religion they were partaking with the devil and not of the Lord. Amen. Amen. That is what it means to eat foods to idols. It's to partake of their devilish doctrines. They were in idolatry, whether they admitted it or, or not. They can walk all they want that they uh, they can talk all they want that the altars and the incense are only to remind them of the prayers of the Lord. Whether they think it means they can say that when they pray before the image is just for the sake of emphasis. And that when they confess to the priest, it is really to God as they are doing it in their hearts. And when they say the priest forgives them, it is just that he is doing it in the name of the Lord. They can say what they want, but they are partaking in the well-known Babylonian satanic religion. And they have joined themselves to the idols and committed spiritual fornication. Which means death. They are dead. Praise be to the Lord. Hallelujah.
Mushigera, do you understand it? Balak, Balak, Balam, Bui, it is a Balak of Krakens, how Balam told to, to set a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat food sacrificed unto idols. What is that food that is sacrificed unto idols? Brother Charles Tubuli Reyoko. So Tubuli. Richard. Richard. Yeah, Richard. Mm. Yeah. Brother Richard. Brother Richard, what is that food? As we would say that this katogo, it has onions, katoke, so you also tell us some of the spices of that katogo, sacrifice to idols. Tell us only one, one of that. You tell us only one of in that, that is done in the denominations and you can point it to and you say that practice is eating food sacrificed to idols. Okay. <laughs> Sister, Sister. I've said use the examples we've given. Thank you so much. Brother Isaac. It's the same thing I was going to say. Believing, uh, praying through the dead. Creeds. Believing creeds. I believe that's enough. All the praying through the ancestors, through Joseph, that is the food sacrificed to idols. That is satanic. For us, when we eat the word of God, in its truth, truth, we are eating the bread, uh, the body of Jesus Christ that gives us life. We are eating the living man, the living man that comes from heaven. Opposite the opposite of that is them to believe in doctrines. And they worship in a way of, doc, of believing of doctrines that were given to them by the demons. The rosary. That is the devil's category. Praying through so, so and so. The saint. That is the devil's onions into that category. Going to the priest, priest have come for penance. That is the curry powder in that katogo of the devil. Burning incense that they do. Amen. Lighting candles. That, the same way they, are, they do it did in the pagan shrines of old. That is the devil's salt. 
bakolakati echitobero cha devil kato abantu ababera kwebyo now the people who practice such they are eating food sacrificed to idols not only that but as Balaam caused the children of Israel to fornicate even these ones they are doing, doing that they are fornicating that is fornication spiritual fornication because there they have deserted God and have taken upon the different seeds that are pagan however much they have graced them with Christianity they can put them in a way that people can learn to attain higher levels of education in explaining those things someone becomes a professor in defending and explaining Praying through the ancestors. Still, but it still remains that it is of the devil. They try to defend the devil. Come, may look like something that is right. But it remains of the devil. As long as it is not biblical, it does not agree. With the Bible. You ask them. Whoever prayed. Referring to the ancestors to pray for him to God. When Paul says pray for us. He tells the church. The living church. Now Joseph was in, pray, her, in pray. these troubles. And people we told you to get pray. Put on the knees to pray. I couldn't go on my knees and pray to Mary. Chizito. Chizito. You are also persecuted and you are burnt. Now may you please Jesus. help Father, Father Joseph. So we cannot do that. But we tell you the living saints. Because your prayer is powerful. It reaches to God. And God comes down. Paul also tells the saints, the living saints, to the saints who are in those churches. Praise be to the Lord. So that's it. But you see, but for them they will go to the dead. Now let us say. <laughs> no wonder the Roman Catholic Church is not looking for the return. Okay. So the church and state were married. Kati kanisa ne government ne bifumbiriganwa. The church joined up with idols. With the power that stood behind them. They felt, they felt that now the kingdom had come. And God, God, God's will had been enforced upon them. No wonder the Roman Catholic Church is not looking for the return of, of the Lord Jesus. They are not millennialists. Millenia, millenia, millenia 
Brother Joseph, do they believe Jesus will return? Ogana Joseph akizanti Yesu anadda. And then there will be a millennium. Millennial reign. Okufugo kwa miaka 10. They don't believe they don't believe the rapture will take place. Tebakizanti wali waja kwa yono kwa kulibwa. So what what then? Katichi. That this world will continue like this then for all the agenda mass weti aha luvanyuma. They are not millennialists. Botabakiza miaka millennial yeah millennialists. They have their millennium right here. The Pope is reigning right now. Papa Afuga Sawakati. One brother told me his insecurity. And he told me in their office there is a, a poster of Pope. This Pope who has just been here. And it is written on that you are the image of the invisible God. Do you see such blasphemy? But uh, true in their beliefs as the vicar of God then when you see him you have seen God. So he's the image of the invisible. That's the Catholic belief. They have their Millennium right here, the Pope is reigning right now. And God is reigning in him. So when he comes according to them, it has to be when the new heavens and the new earth are prepared. But they are wrong. That Pope is the head of the false church. And there is going to be a millennium. But while that is going on, he won't be in it. He will be somewhere else. I know, I think you understand where he will be. The Pope will not be in the millennium. He will be somewhere else. May the Lord bless you. Hallelujah.